0: Welcome to the Millennial Recruiter Podcast, the podcast for forward-thinking recruiters. In this episode, I interviewed Cameron Skinner, the Head of Internal Recruitment for Empiric. The reason why I wanted to speak to Cameron is because Empiric are one of the fastest-growing agencies in the UK and globally, and the reason they are is because of the amount of value they offer to their candidates and clients. So I wanted to pick Cameron's brain as to why Empiric uh, succeed. What are their consultants doing that other agencies aren't doing? And we have a real honest conversation about how recruitment's changed and, and what does success look like within this marketplace. So as always, I really hope you enjoy this episode. And if you do, I'd really appreciate it if you could leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much and enjoy. Hi, Cameron, thank you so much for, for joining me this morning. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing well Ben, thank you very much for having me. Fantastic. I've been looking forward to this podcast interview for quite a while as we've spoke quite a bit. I always see your pace out there and obviously it looks like Empiric are doing really good things. So do you want to tell us a bit more about what it is you do within Empiric at the moment?
1: Yeah, so um, so at Empiric, so I head up our uh, internal recruitment. So basically it's my job to yeah help the business grow across um, yeah, all of our office locations. So at the moment we're based in London Glasgow and New York and yeah we do have plans to expand um, across Europe obviously those plans have been pushed back due to you know <laughs> pandemics and things like that but um, but yeah it's just my job to basically yeah grow the business and make sure that everyone has kind of like a, a good experience at Empiric whether whether they join us or they don't just making sure that yeah I'm, I'm spreading the message of Empiric and letting people know about us.
0: Of course. And look. one of the reasons why I was really interested in this conversation was because uh, one of my early podcast interviews was interviewing Claire and uh, Claire Mohammed, who was the uh, head of L&D for Empiric. Yes. And, uh, and I think she spoke about as a, a business, like how you really do invest in consultants and see their success. So it sounds like you guys are, are doing a, a great job now. Obviously, I can imagine in the time that you've been in recruitment, it's changed a lot. I know you didn't start it in period. You, you've been in the industry for, is it five years, six years? Oh, yeah,
1: yeah, oh God, yeah. It's over six years now, yeah.
0: <laughs> it, it flies by, doesn't it? <laughs> How would you say the industry's changed in the time that you started compared to now?
1: I feel, yeah, the industry has changed a lot since I started because when, when I first started in recruitment, like, recruitment was... It was very transactional. It was literally you, you in there to make some fast money, in and out. You basically, yeah, you're basically like the the Wolf of Wall Street kind of boiler room mentality, where it's just on the phone all the time, and you're just looking for that next bit of money, next bit of money, next bit of money. And it was a very, I would say, like a, a laddish culture. Yeah. Uh, when when I first started, but now I uh, I've seen a massive shift because it's. i I, well from personal experience i find it's it's a lot less transactional and a lot more consultative so consultants are out there trying to provide value to their clients to their candidates because they realize the more value that they add means the more money they're going to earn so they're, they're starting to think about it a lot more strategically and yeah trying to yeah just genuinely trying to be that person that is doing something that nobody else is doing or nobody else is providing for their candidates or clients so yeah it's been it's yeah the, the market's a lot bigger now of course obviously there's load, there's like everyone in my year I think from like university and like um, secondary school like we, we never heard or knew about recruitment when we were coming up but like literally about 10 of my like closest friends all work in recruitment Like anyone who I haven't seen in like years, is like, okay, what do you do now? Oh, work in recruitment is a version of, yeah, obviously I'm waffling on a bit, but yeah, I definitely feel there has been that shift from uh, transactional to being a lot more consultative.
0: Yeah, it's funny actually, like what you say about it being or formerly being seen as like a laddish culture. Now, obviously, like our listeners can't see this, but behind you, you've got a big Marvel poster. (laughs) I've got the same in my living room. And I think there has been that rise of I, I remember working with computer people and we had this guy in there that was very very geeky but he became a top filler because of his ability to onboard and speak to candidates within that culture like how important uh, how do you how do you see I suppose the rise of like people that aren't laddie how do you see that happening within recruitment what's happened there I think
1: I think it's just because people buy from people buy or people work with people who they like. And I think it's more about kind of understanding who you're speaking with and just kind of connecting with them on a more of a personal level rather than a business level. And that's what I feel that, yeah, that people like myself, uh, like the geeky types of people are able to be successful because we are able to build rapport very quickly. We are immediately engaging. Like, like for me, for example, obviously I'm a massive Marvel fan. So Mm -hmm when i'm speaking to people in the market like they they refer back to marvel like even either praising me or they're sending me little digs saying oh yeah DC's better than marvel yeah that. so it's i feel yeah it's more about having that that personal connection now because yeah way way back when it yeah it was just about yeah just making that money sending these candidates over here them doing their job and that's it but now when you build those relationships with the hiring managers and they become your friends and you're talking to them on whatsapp and things like that it becomes less of a chore to work with each other it's more it's more fun and it's, it's just a lot more engaging like you'd, yeah, you yeah you'd you more you'd want to speak to someone who you feel has a lot of a bit of character around them rather than like the bog standard kind of like copy and paste like someone who's trying to imitate someone else i feel that's i feel that's what it is now like everyone's letting their personalities out a bit more rather than just being okay i work for this business and this is what we do it's no you're 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 not working with my business you're working with me that i'm (laughs) i'm your recruiter so you and i need to get on like where where's our common ground like how how do we do this how do we push forward and yeah that's definitely something that's in a lot of like recruiters like minds now especially at empiric our, our main thing is making sure that we add as much value to every person that we work with as possible like even if even if like we don't work with them now we could potentially be working with them in the future so you always have to make sure that you're you're putting your best foot forward and doing as much as you can to help that person at that time because yeah, you never know what the future future holds. Like that person may move on, it go somewhere else, or start up their own business. They'll remember the conversation that you had with them and be like, Oh, you know what? I had a great conversation with this guy. Let me go back to him, see if he's still doing this and see if he can help me out. Yeah. And and that's how I work as well. Like a lot of the recs I work with at the moment are people that I've socialized with on LinkedIn. Like we like we get on well, like we do like a lot of content um together, like similar content and as soon as like we start hiring, I'm like, that's the person I want to work with. I want to work with this person. Let's see if they can help. And and even if they can't help, like it's it's still a case where I was triggered to approach them because we were we have like similar like hobbies or likes or interests, anything like that. That that connection like just creates like an immediate bond.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think this is the thing. Like recruitment now because there is so many different types of people involved. You can always show off your personality. You can be who you are and find marketplaces that relate to that. I I remember working in IT recruitment and being next to someone who was a bit laddie Mm. and was a bit transactional with candidates. And he would be like, or you've just spent 20 minutes on the phone to someone talking to them about Counter-Strike.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) And then months later, I've placed four contractors under the hiring manager because yeah. obviously we don't just speak about Counter Strike. We we speak about the marketplace. But I wanted to show I'm I'm not this laddie individual who's just here for the quick win. I'm a full-rounded person, and I value long-term relationships. And yeah, similar because like I like there was a hiring
1: manager that I did a lot with, like who's in my team. There was like, oh, this guy's like really hard to work with. Like he never replies to me. Like why does he get back to you all the time? And it's like, oh, because I know he loves old school, like, 80s action films. So whenever I like, I hear of, like, a, a movie marathon or anything like that going on, I send him a link and say, oh, look, Rambo's playing over it here. Are you going to go and see it? And just from that, like, he just immediately connected with me. So, like, my one of my favourite films of all time is Predator. Okay, and, yeah. yeah. Uh, old school, like, Arnie, like, out there. Get to and, the chopper! Like, like, yes. Like, I, I absolutely love that film. And as soon as I told him that, he was like, yeah, I, I love that film as well. And then, Uh, like about 40 minutes went past and we were just talking about old like retro horror films that we love as well and then just before I was about to come phone I was like okay yeah okay well it was great meeting you thanks for the introduction like if you have any any work in the future that you'd like me to work on just let me know you know where I am he's like oh actually I've got six roles that I can give to you right now actually I was like oh great excellent (laughs) let's work them so but the thing is though like if I didn't have that 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 nerdy conversation with him I doubt he would have given me and my team those roles.
0: Yeah. No, definitely, definitely. And obviously one, one thing you said um, quite early on was about different values. So we, we've spoke about putting your personality on there, but how can recruiters add value to their candidates and clients, particularly in this type of marketplace?
1: It's it's that it's that age-old thing. It's like you, you just got to listen. <laughs> You've got to listen to them. There's There's no point in saying... That kind of saying like what you can do and what you can do for them before you before you know what they need, because it, yeah like just have a quick conversation with them and just say, obviously I work in this space, I'm aware of so and so, and I want to speak to you because I feel we can work well together like you know, are there any pain points or any issues like just get them talking, and they will tell you what they need, what they want where their, where their sticking points are, where their pain points are. And then yeah, you just tell them where you can provide solutions for those pain points. And if they like the solution you provide, they'll work with you. It's it's just all about yeah, listening first and then providing solutions and providing options with those solutions as well. So not just one solution, give them give them options so they can make the decision as to like what they want to do rather than you pushing, okay, this is the solution for you, take it, take it, take it.
0: Of course, of course. I think for me, like listening is one of the highest rated skills that I find in any consultant I train people's ability to take on information. And as you said, offer a suitable solution and not just one solution as well. What other characteristics do you think are important within high performing recruiters? Oh, there's,
1: there's, there's loads of different because we we've got a lot of uh, high performing recruiters at Empiric, but all of them are different. Like we, we, we hire individuals at Empiric like if like when you come onto our sales floor it's an eclectic bunch of people like no one person is the same as the other like we've got massive like sports and rugby guys we've got people who love UFC we've got the gamers we've got the comic book nerds we've got the movie buffs we've got the the cyclists we've got the skiers like we've got um, a wide variety of people we've got loads of different dialects as well we've got a lot of got Dutch speakers, French speakers, like Finnish speakers, like all different Italian speakers. Like we've got so many different dialects and things happening uh, there. It, it's kind of hard to pick like one characteristic of someone who, who is going to be successful. But I would say, what well, actually, no, there, there are a few similarities though. So one is just being extremely driven. It's having that, that one thing that's going to keep you motivated and going when you've had a bad day a bad week a bad month that that thing that's going to make you keep saying right it, it's hard right now but I'm not going to give up I'm going to keep going I'm going to do this and I'm going to achieve what I want to what I want to achieve because if you don't have that that little nugget of like drive that you're striving towards you that recruitment will chew you up it's yeah. just it you have to have that thing that you're you're pushing towards otherwise you, you will just give up and do something easier and and another thing that i would say another good trait which is something i struggle with as well is is being like dedicated and very kind of um process orientated so making sure that if you set out to do this today you you get that done rather than okay i'll I'll leave it till tomorrow or i'll do it a bit later like if you like even if you have to like stay behind late like if you just keep that dedication and just and you're better and better every day ah and uh another thing that actually one of the my directors like pointed out to me uh, the other day is something that we, we look for in people um, at Empiric um, is we, we love people who want, continu- want to continually improve themselves. Yeah. So we are like individuals who kind of get really good and then think, oh, okay, I'm done now, I'm done learning. Like that's not really the, the person for us. We like the people who always want to, who are very curious and want to just continue learning, continue developing themselves. Those individuals who are like, if I can just be 1% better than I was yesterday, then that's awesome because then every single day you're just getting better and better and better. So yeah, that's, that's what we like because continuous improvement at Empiric is a massive thing. We're always learning, always developing, like even our MDs and our directors still go on training courses and training programs just because we understand that knowledge is one of the best weapons you can have in in, in recruitment. Like literally if you, if you just have an abundance of knowledge that you can share with other people, other people always like if you're able to benefit them with your knowledge people always listen and that's yeah that's a that's a massive trait so yeah I say I'm kind of going back on myself but I would say yeah that is one trait that I feel is um yeah it kind of helps you become a great recruiter is just knowing that you need to always kind of improve yourself and be happy to improve yourself because don't treat it as a chore treating it as yeah you're, you're improving to become better to provide a better service
0: to make more money to have a better life yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. And I, I find continuous learning is crucial for anyone wanting success within anything. The most successful people I know are people that are always switched on and reading different blogs or going on different training courses or consuming in, information, however, like matches that sort of personality. What, yeah. what different things do you think recruiters should be interested in learning about? Uh, that's...
1: See, that I feel it all depends in like kind of like the market that you're in. Yes. So say, for example, like if you're in the tech market, uh, tech space, um, it's always good to kind of understand your market really well and see if there are any kind of like open university courses that you can go on, like free courses that you can do in your spare yeah. time, just to improve your knowledge on like a particular technology or a skill set, because that will just really enhance like, the conversations that you're having uh, with these individuals, like your clients and your candidates, because one, you can make them aware that, oh, well, I'm actually certified in this, so I know my stuff. And then, yeah, you can just kind of lead them down the road and, like to tell them all the stuff that you know, and then that'll just, one, it boosts your credibility like, very, very quickly, um, but two, yeah, it shows, it kind of shows that like, the people that you're working with, that yeah, oh, you're, you're actually dedicated to what you're doing, rather than, oh, I'm I'm just here To make a quick buck and get you you to do this this random job I found.
0: Yeah, it's it's funny you say that, actually, that one of my consultants um, is looking to enter more into cybersecurity as a niche, and he's doing a cybersecurity course. Me and him sat down the other day, and he was telling me about all these things in terms of ethical, ethical hacking that he's learning as a result of these courses. And I know that if he has that conversation with me, he'll be having it with candidates and clients as well. And yeah. I think that that is a differentiator. Like, again, some old school recruiters that I know are like, well, you don't need to be a surgeon to be able to fill a surgeon's job. I agree, but you need to, I, I was having a really in-depth conversation with someone yesterday about test engineering, because I deal with some defense companies and look at that high level engineering roles. and. I don't want to go into a conversation with an engineering director, him saying something and me having a blank look on my face. But equally, I don't want to, I, I'm never going to know the same as them. So I'm not going to try and blag that either. And oh, I know all of this. It's how oh, I've read this or I've heard this. What do you think?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, because I would never, because yeah, that's what I used to do as well. Because when I did cybersecurity, well, I, I tried to like, Make sure I knew all the key certifications that are out there as well. Which ones are good? Which ones are bad? And um, which ones like people most look for? Because again, like candidates would ask you that as well. It's like, well, what certification should I get? Like, what what should I go for that will make me look more appealing? And when I'm speaking to kind of like the hiring managers as well, I'd say, look, I'm like I'm by no means an expert in this space. I, I know I know a little bit, but compared to you, I, I don't know anything. So. If you, yeah, if you can just kind of break it down for me and just kind of do it in simple chunks, that'd be great. And obviously, they understand. Expert. It's um, it's when you claim to be an expert that's when kind of puts them on the back foot. Like if you're just open and honest with them and say, I, I clearly don't know as much as you, but I'm learning and I'd love to learn more. Like if you can help, uh, that'd be great as well. And they they'll also help you as well. Like if you just ask for a, a bit of advice, they'll still give it to you.
0: Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And I think this is the thing, isn't it? It's just having good, honest conversations with people, not lying or trying to blag stuff and being a a genuine, authentic person that takes an interest in your marketplace that can really support long term success. Now, obviously, like one thing I'd like to ask your opinion on is back in the day, recruiters were really seen to be money motivated. So if you as a senior leader in a business, you wanted to look for money motivated people how important do you think that is in today's marketplace it's it's a weird one because obviously you
1: want people who are money motivated because recruitment is a it's a sales job at the end of the day you do want people who are kind of financially motivated however uh, like it's like financial gain isn't the only thing that kind of drives recruiters now Uh, i'm definitely finding that as well so it's there's a lot of other things that they look for so a lot, a lot of people that I speak to now as well like the reason why they got into recruitment is because they could see that it's a ve- you can get promoted very quickly uh, in in recruitment so you can get yourself to like a director level easily within 10 years uh, and that's something that's very appealing so I think like things like progression is something that's very appealing to to recruiters now so not just the money but progression um but yeah i think that's the yeah aside from kind of money because everything um kind of revolves around kind of like that money aspect because what you're striving for like you want to buy a house you want a new car you want to go on nice holidays obviously money gets you those things yeah but then there, there are obviously other aspects as to while you're looking for that because sometimes like your money motivation is because you're you're looking after your family so you just want that money so your family can have a better life and they can they can live happily so um yeah money motivation is is still a big aspect of it but i don't feel it's the only aspect anymore
0: yeah of course and i think sometimes one of the issues that i have with the wider recruitment industry is how quickly certain adverts make it sound like you can make money oh god i'm not gonna lie yeah my first six months of recruitment I made about 500 quid in bonus in my second year in recruitment I made probably about 25 30, pound in bonuses it was very different but I knew okay I would have to put in the work to get to that yes. I, and I think the, the reality is for me if I'm speaking to someone now like if you're in London and you're earning 40 50 grand a year in your two three four years into a job you probably doing all right for yourself yeah I think for for that obviously people look at money as a bit of a a point but what what else in terms of like what Empiric offer what else do people coming into your business look for apart from the money side of it
1: so for us at Empiric like we've well aside from the money because like really good but have, like just from personal experience as well like we have like some of the most kind of supportive like leaders like out there like they're the kind of guys that they they don't sit in another office or um in, like on other desks like they literally sit in the middle of their teams, so like their team can ask them questions at any given time and they they're always on the phones like they will never ask you to do something that they won't do themselves
0: yeah obviously like aside from money what what do you think Empiric offers to people that are joining your business
1: oh so there's quite a few things that we offer so aside from the money uh, I would say uh, one good uh, one amazing aspect is the fact that we have a very dedicated leadership team yeah so all of our managers and directors uh, they work in the office. Well, when we were in the office five days a week, they were there five days a week. Now we're there three days a week. They're there three days a week. Mm-hmm. And they all sit within their teams. So they don't like have a, a separate office or a separate a bank of desks. Literally, they sit right in the middle of their teams. And the reason for this is so that at any given moment, any member of their team is literally an arm's length away from decades worth of recruitment experience, yeah. and they're always happy and willing to help. Like even our like MD Sam Camier would like literally like physically get up out of your seat and help like a trainee like even like compose something as simple as as like an email uh, to their clients. So that that's one thing um, we definitely offer. Another thing is we heavily invest in every single like consultant that joins our business whether you join as a trainee or as a or as a senior like from day one you've got like over 80,000 pounds worth of investment uh, put into you so that's not like that goes towards like kind of computers um job board licenses uh, um linkedin recruiter and things like that so you make sure that everyone has um the tools they need to be successful yeah. um Another thing that Empiric offers, um, aside from the, the money aspect, is also a great working environment as well. Uh, Empiric is one of the only, one of a few companies I've ever been to where from the second I walked in, I felt welcome. Yeah. Uh, my, I remember my first day when I walked in onto the sales floor, everyone was, like just, really eager to like kind of greet me and say oh hey uh, how are you you here for an interview like my name's so-and-so I work on this desk like if you need anything just let me know um so yeah as soon as you get there you just feel immediately like yeah you've got like you've got their you've got their support and everyone across teams like collaborates really well so like contracts will collaborate with perm to to like win clients or to like like create meetups or host meetups and um, people will share uh, candidates. Uh, people will help like consultants will help other consultants like fill their jobs just to like help them kind of get by it because everyone kind of, it, it's kind of instilled in us from by like Sam Cameo to basically help one another to be successful because if everyone's successful, then that's great.
0: Yeah. It's funny actually I like you say that like one thing I've always seen from yourself is even though you're not i suppose a recruitment trainer you're always uh, sharing these snippets like whether it's productivity tools or how to be successful to your wider network like the content that you put out it, it is really 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 solid like and i think that shows a lot about the culture that you come from and i suppose that was one of the final like, questions that i wanted to ask you is obviously like you clearly are into your tools what, di- what different things are you seeing being used at the moment in creating success within consultants
1: oh there's there's so many different tools out there that, that just kind of help with um like productivity and just kind of keeping you um yeah kind of focused so for me it kind of just it all depends on like your own style yeah. so for me i'm quite i'm quite a visual person so i i like to kind of put my to-do list in in this application called miro just because you can like make it like very like bright and vibrant and like it, it kind of, I put all my to do list in there and then once like something's in progress, I move move it along and then once it's completed, I can then move it drag it along again. So um yeah, I use I use Miro uh, Miro quite a lot just to kind of organize myself and like my day and like my mind just so yeah I, d- I make sure I don't forget anything. But th- there's just so many kind of tools out there now that you can use that kind of help you out. Like we. Like here at Empiric, we've been using uh, Microsoft Teams a lot more now yeah. just yeah. because it's just such a great tool to like collaborate on. Because obviously you can share files on there, you can do video chats, you can host meetings on there. Um, yeah, it's like Teams has definitely made working remotely at Empiric a lot easier. Um, but yeah, like there's, there's just so many. I'm just trying to think, like pick my brain now, like other <laughs> tools that I use. Like, I just, um, What else? I used to do this for a bit as well, but then um but then I just realized I could just use like a checklist on my phone yeah. but um but yeah, mainly uh, and it's mainly like my director like Steve Brown, who kind of helps me out with the tools as well because he's very um he's very kind of switched on when it comes to like pro- productivity and then refining processes
0: it's actually really funny. there was one that I saw it was actually on you your your one of your posts that I use a lot it toggle Ah, can... uh, yes. If I've got one of my consultants, so I'm I'm quite lucky in a way that I don't really resource for roles. I get stuff sent to me. Um, But with my consultants resourcing, what I don't want them to do is flog a dead horse. So I'll (laughs) almost make them think like a lawyer and say, okay, I want you to spend two hours on this one, five hours on this one, ten hours on this one. And we use toggle as a way of tracking it. Oh, cool. I think using these tools, it can be really, really good to enhance productivity but i think you're right you always need to find a tool that fits the purpose for what you want and that works in your way like i'm a bit old school in a way i run everything off excel like i love the fact that google sheets i can have it on my phone my laptop i can share different things with my team members so i think it's really useful in in this type of market The, the the final thing that i always like to ask people is if uh, a new recruiter was speaking to you at the moment, what, what advice would you give them to succeed within the current marketplace?
1: Oh, OK. So for me, so what I've been kind of telling a lot of recruiters that I've been speaking to now is in this current market, every, every single company is looking for someone who can make an immediate impact. Yeah. So that's whether you could kind of come on board and bring like a, a specific market knowledge or a specific like regional knowledge or whether it's kind of like you, you bring like a, a new skill to their business or like you, you've got like an exceptional like delivery methodology or something. They're just looking, they're looking for that thing where you can make an immediate impact on the business. Um, a lot of it at right now would kind of revolve around like the business development side of things because yeah. Uh, yeah given given the current climate a lot of a lot of companies have unfortunately like lost clients or uh, clients have gone on um like hiring freezes so a massive quality for a lot of companies right now is that person who has the ability to to go out there and yeah win business quickly so yeah, yeah having having kind of market knowledge um would help you would help with that, so the more market knowledge you have in a particular area um make sure you highlight that or any kind of big wins that you've had like make sure you highlight it or even like even as simple as kind of put in your um your your billings uh, on your c v just so they can immediately see like how how much you've generated for for your previous business then that kind of means oh they can generate this for us let let's have a conversation, so yeah, it's a bit at the moment, yeah, it is it is kind of going back to that kind of not transactional, but it is a case where, yeah, companies need to get back to growing, and yeah, that that impact is key. So you need to, you need to find that thing that you do amazingly and make sure that is highlighted, because not every company will need it. However, there will be companies out there that do need it. So if you have it on there, it makes you easier to find. Um, and yeah, we'll kind of boost the the amount of kind of conversations you get into.
0: Oh brilliant. Thank you so much for that response, mate. That that was really, really valuable. And I think, yeah, it is crucial for anyone that is on the marketplace at the moment to really one, understand the types of companies that they want to work for and where they see themselves fitting in terms of culture and highlighting how they fit within it. And I think it's the thing, like where I started in recruitment in two thousand and nine, what I'd say to anyone is Just keep going for it. Build a list of companies you want to work for and be that BD person. Make all those calls because if you you seem to be doing that, then companies will think, ah, they're more likely to do it for me as well. Um, Cameron, thank you so much for your time this morning. This has been a a really, really fun, great interview. I've really enjoyed it. Um, For anyone listening, make sure you connect with Cameron Skinner on LinkedIn, the head of internal recruitment for Empiric. Thank you so much for for listening and thank you again, mate.
1: Yeah, no problem. Thank you so much for having me. I've had a lot of fun today chatting.
0: (laughs) Brilliant, brilliant. And I will speak to you soon and I'll speak to all my listeners soon. Excellent.